Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Mavro Audio Experience. In this episode we're going to be talking about everything that we love about the infamous Sony PlayStation. In our last podcast episode we spoke about everything and why we adore Nintendo, which is a super, super beautiful company. And this one we're going to talk about Sony PlayStation. And as you may guess there will be one coming on the spots. But yes, in the last post we didn't want to leave anyone out with our blog post on why we all adore Nintendo. Um, in addition to the audio episode that went out there's a lot of love to go around and the PlayStation brand is also at the heart of the industry and for myself personally my childhood the PS1 startup sound is a melody that evokes sweet memories and excitement of when the classic PS1 logo would come up you know the orange one would load up on our humble sized screen you know the games as a child that I would play with my sister and my would-be brother Jav would include games such as Donald Duck, Quack Attack, Tekken Pandemonium, if you didn't know about Pandemonium, you should actually go and find that game. Pandemonium is a classic. And Spyro the Dragon, and of course the infamous Crash Bandicoot, the true PlayStation mascot, you know, Crash Crash is for PlayStation, what Mario is for Nintendo. Now PlayStation, Naughty Dog, you remastered Crash Bandicoot after many years. Please grace, grace us with a remaster and continuation of Spyro the Dragon and potentially even Quack Attack, you know, but especially Spyro. So many fans, I've always seen across a lot of blogs and forums for years, um, many fans calling for a Spyro remaster or even a reboot and uh, bring out another one. And also Jack and Daxter, please, Naughty Dog, if anyone would listen, you know, if my four listeners <laughs> love it to be someone at Naughty Dog, be like, hey, do you know what? We should really do this. Not that my voice weighs that much. But anyway, but this, you know... This story, this podcast wouldn't be complete without mentioning our love of worms. Yes, worms. And for anyone who didn't know what worms was, worms is a very simple 2D level game where in simple terms you destroy the opposing teams of worms in the most fun and creative ways. And I can't really describe it that well and that probably sounds a bit uh, to some people but really it's a serious game. You get all these kind of weird weapons. You know, you get the stuff like sheep and banana bombs and there was obviously the blowtorch and the ninja ropes and the teleports and the bazookas and the missiles it's too much just please go to youtube go and watch some gameplay footage on youtube it's called worms you know as in a worm in the garden um earthworm so yeah it's called worms type it on youtube go watch that um brilliant game and there were many hours where myself and my family would blow torch and ninja rope across the maps just to execute the most embarrassing and humorous kills such as the street fighter Ryu influenced uppercut it was like Hadouken. like you heard them say it in like a little funny worm high pitched voice or if they were near the edge you just pushed them into the water you fall off the map you died basically into the water you know sometimes it resulted in kamikaze um, which is pretty much suicide I think I believe it's Japanese for suicide and but that was all part of the loving process and not to forget the infamous sheep but you're going to have to check this out on YouTube but thank you Team 17 is a British company I think a UK company who made that so it was a great game and coming out after the NES and the SNES the PS1 caught me in a slightly more mature stage in my childhood I was like 5 years young and I united with the brand ever since You know, as time went on more and more classic games entered the foray such as Gran Turismo Porsche Challenge and my long time favourite Spider-Man games You know, I'm looking forward to the Spider-Man coming out this year on PS4 but yeah it's been into Spider-Man since the PS1 days and then there were the games that also consumed many hours, such as Crash Team Racing, Racing sorry, and Driver. You know, I think I was probably a bit too young to be playing Driver, reflecting upon um, you know, age ratings and all that. Um, yeah. And as I write, as I as I you know as I listen to this, um, 
as I record this, sorry, I was way too young to play in Driver, and I most certainly was too scared to play Resident Evil. You know, even when my older cousin, whom I shall not name, tried to leave me alone to play that game when I was only a child. And I wouldn't even play that now as an adult. Yeah, I'm scared. I'm not into horror. I'm not into horror games. I'm not into horror movies. Um, but some games you didn't always play, but you take solace in watching others play. And for me, Tomb Raider is one of those that I'd watch my dad play. I never really played it myself as a child. I played it when I was a bit older, but I used to watch him play it. Um, and it was something that was always interesting to me. And the thing, you know, that legendary LucasAid advert with Lara Croft always comes to mind. You know, when I think the, the, the gamer goes to the toilet and pauses it. And then Lara Croft comes to life and I think she's got the dogs and that chasing her and all that stuff there. And it's a LucasAid one. That one's pretty cool. And, you know, the fact that I remember the advert after decades, literally, is it came out in like 1998, I believe it was. Shows you how powerful the marketing can be. But beyond the PS1, we stepped into the era of the PS2, which for me was the best era of gaming so far. In terms of the number of great quality content titles that we had to choose from. You know, many gamers would argue that today we have the best games. Well, I'm not saying that the games today are not epic. They are. I'm saying in terms of gameplay, graphics, audio, story, integration, gaming as a service, online and more. It's, you know, we've, we're blessed today. I just feel like we had even more options in the era of the PS2. Um, and this was heightened with the brilliant games of both the original Xbox, like Halo and so on, and the Nintendo GameCube, you know, we had Mario Kart, Double Dash, Super Smash Brothers, Melee, Super Mario Sunshine, and and so on. You know, and it's similar to mobile phones for me, like back in 2005, there'd always be at least five to eight great mobile phones you'd consider to buy, if not more, and nowadays we have like one to maybe three phones. For some people, it's just one great phone option. It's the same kind of manufacturer every year. So I'm talking about the depth and width in terms of game quality in that era, as opposed to today, well, I feel like we don't have as much width, but still quality, understandably. But yeah, that's something for we'll discuss for another time. But yeah, I did love the PS2 era. Now, I don't have enough, you know, time to to bore you and write, talk about all the PS2 classics and sequels from Final Fantasy VII, Gran Turismo III, Kingdom Hearts II, the Prince of Persia trilogy. I love the Prince of Persia trilogy. That was one of the few games that made me want to rush home after school just to play it. Splinter Cell, GTA III, Grand Theft Auto, man. When, the, when that third one came out, it was like, wow. Um, GTA Vice City, GTA San Andreas, Jack and Daxter, Tekken Five, Star Wars Battlefront II, Dragon Ball Z, Budokai II, and, and Budokai III, actually, and the Budokai, all, all of the Budokai games. Need for Speed Underground 2, Ratchet and Clank, Tony Hawk's 3, God of War, Metal Gear Solid 2, and a whole lot more. There's a whole ton of games. And as I say that, I'm quite surprised, actually, we haven't seen an Underground 2 remake. Um, but, you know... But this console and that entire era were pivotal to the console gaming. You know, the PS3 followed up with its own terrific library of games and free online gameplay, which resulted in many hours of me running around as a one-man SWAT team on Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 with my cousin Leon. Leon knows. Um, very good times. And then one of my favourite game sagas, Infamous, was released on this console, the PS3, by the very, very solid, solid studio. Sucker Punch, it was a great game. And since since then, it's gone from strength to strength. You had the multi-award cinematic The Last of Us, which was so emotive and successful, it was quickly released onto the PS4 2 upon launch. And that was very nice of Sony and Naughty Dog not to leave behind the PS3 owners. And obviously the game was so well received and so strong that it made sense to make it one of the early games on the PS4 as well. And with the sequel, of one being one of the most anticipated games this year, The Last of Us, part two so many people are like excited for that 
this year is going to be so tough in terms of like game and year. I'm just not even sure where it could be. Red Dead Redemption Two, Last of Us Part Two. I'm just just too much. And then you had Fallout Three, Little Big Planet. You know, Sack Boy and Friends. And then you had Call of Duty, Black Ops One, Two, and Three. GTA Five, Red Dead Redemption, Skyrim, Call of Duty Modern Warfare. You know, there's all the Modern Warfare's and obviously number three, Assassin's Creed franchise was born in a whole host more the PS3 had a strong strong era of gaming as well super strong actually thinking about it I don't think it got the same um, probably adulation in the same respect it should have but it had a very 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 strong lineup and you fast forward to 2018 and PlayStation slogan is this is for the players you know we've all seen the adverts they're pretty cool advertising and it's hard to disagree with this statement you know steaming into 2018 with a really solid PS4 exclusive catalogue we are fortunate to really have Infamous Second Son, Street Fighter Five, Night Neo, um, Horizon Zero Dawn, which is such a stunning game. Like it's truly beautiful, and especially if you've got a decent TV and if you're playing it on the PS4 Pro, it's even better. And the storyline, the whole gameplay. The, I like stealth, so the way you can stealth through the bushes and you know sneak up on the robots and the whole game. I love that anyway. And you've already got the Last Guardian, the Uncharted Four. You know the whole Uncharted series is amazing. And which, like The Last of Us, is cinematic in quality, which comes as standard from the majestically blessed Naughty Dog. Naughty Dog always had my affection since the days of Crash Bandicoot in the 90s, so you know, I've always going to have that love there. But this all seems to be a warm-up for PlayStation, because just this year we have Spider-Man coming out, which is going to be exclusive to PS4, Detroit Become Human, God of War, Days Gone, Death Stranding, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Shadow of Colossus, and of course The Last of Us Part Two. This isn't even all of their exclusives. Um, they're just churning out high quality exclusives like Drake does in music, you know, when Drake just drops rap tune after rap tune and just, you know, album album after quality. And, you know, for Sony, the PlayStation, it feels like a warm-up, just like a Bama Young's debut goal for Arsenal. Yeah, if you lot saw that, yeah, I won't say too much on that. But but for all of us gaming fans, whether we are fangirls or fanboys, we gamers are favoured with many special games. Long may it continue as the industry needs competition. So thank you, Sony PlayStation. <laughs>